Now for today's quick shot of Sips, Suds, and Smokes. Hey, welcome everyone to another Suds podcast episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. I'm your host is good old gal Juliana and with me today is good old boy Dave. That's chowder! Chowder! Are you hungry for some chowder? Chowder! <laughs> <laughs> and also at the table is good old boy Reverend Mark. Good to be back. Yay! So, if you didn't get it by the sound clip, we are talking about something from New England. Today we're going to be tasting and discussing some beers from Baxter Brewing Company in Lewiston, Maine. But first, this episode is brought to you by... Stuff and Things. Do you like stuff? Do you need things? Well, come on down to Stuff and Things. We have more stuff than anyone and our things are very competitively priced. Stuff and things, things and stuff, stuff and things and stuff and things. Now with more stuff. The Baxter Brewing Company beers we'll be discussing today are Tarnation Main Lager, Per Diem All Year Porter, Pamola or Pamola, depending on what part of Maine you're from, Session Ale, and Stowaway IPA. We'll be rating these beers today from one to five, with one being and five being yeah oh yeah <laughs> all right well let's get to the first beer um let's talk about the stowaway can we talk about the stowaway can we yeah, talk about the stowaway can we? okay so the stowaway is seven percent abv uh with 69 ibus it is their flagship uh india pale ale that put maine on the map in 2011 it's Wait, tr- so you're saying Maine wasn't on any maps until 2011? I mean, they've been like a state for like 3 million years or something. <laughs> Their IPA put the state on the map for having good IPAs. I think oh. is what they mean. But Okay, well that's a metaphor. That yeah. makes more sense. Okay. Well, thanks for playing. So anyways, this is double dry hopped with close to 500 pounds of hops per batch. And each batch is three gallons. Yeah. Imagine that. Whoa. I know, crazy, right? And they got a solid malt backbone that makes the beer very approachable. And then to top it off, after a long, full three weeks in the tank, the full-bodied beer has a dry, crisp finish, virtually unheard of in this style category. And it is the best-selling Maine-made IPA in the Northeast. Say that ten times fast. Maine-made IPA in Northwest. <laughs> Uh, he said Northwest. Be Alice Sam Adams. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, okay, thoughts about this IPA? Wow, this is huge. I mean, it's bigger. It tastes bigger than it is in terms of ABV. Yeah. It's it's only seven, which is still, you know, it's it's, it's reasonable. It. That's yeah. a good yeah. ABV for an IPA, though. I mean, that's a good wheelhouse to be in. Mm-hmm. But it's just like there's there, – it just seems like they doubled up on the malt – Doubled up on the hops. It's dry hopped. It's just, you know, really very heady. Um, very West it, Coast. Yeah, it does. It, re- it does remind me more of a West Coast big IPA. Uh, uh, you know, something that, uh, you know, Sierra Nevada would do. And it, and 69 IBUs is, is good. I mean, it's not like. It's very your, reasonable. Yeah, yeah. It didn't blow your top off. Yeah, but the thing about it is, is okay, so back in 2011, if we can remember back that far enough, the West Coast IPAs were the thing, right? I don't remember. That was, I mean, 
that was it. That was what you looked for. And yeah. and so I think they did their own twist on what a West Coast IPA is, and I think they did a great job. And I could see why this became so popular. Yeah, and that's a very good point that they've been making it that long because the New England IPA style is much newer. Sure. So they've been making this and doing it and like people enjoy it. So why change it? Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean You're very smart. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, you're like a beer historian. And the color on this is is really nice. That as caramel well. malt. Yeah. I mean, I think they I think they balance the malt and the hops very well. Yeah, you know? and it seems like they might even have a, a, a little bit of wheat in there. I'm not sure, but it just it just uh uh the, the head retains in a Really yeah. nice, kind of white, foamy way. Yeah, and that creaminess, you mm-hmm. know, at the end too. Yeah, I could, I could totally see that. Um, but very approachable, and I think for somebody that's a little skittish of maybe the extremeness of a New England IPA or a West Coast IPA, I think this is a nice balanced version of that. And if all you're drinking a lot of times is New England IPAs, this is a good thing to take a break. Yeah. You know, and just kind of change it up a little bit. Yeah, without going to the completely opposite end of the expe- yep. the spectrum. So what did we rate this beer? Like a seven? Mm. Maybe not a seven, since we don't go up to seven, but how about a four? Okay. We'll compromise. Oh, that's so nice of you. Okay, so next, let's go into the Pamela. <laughs> We're going- Wait, Or Pamola- what? Going into Pamela? Yeah. This is a family show, Julie. We're not going (laughs) to. Stop. Okay. Okay. So this one. I love the Tom Brady. That doesn't get old to you, does it? Never. The buttons? Never. (laughs) Okay. So This is Pamela Sue Sanders. No. No. Oh, that's Tom Brady. And if he wins the Super Bowl. No, no, no. That's not even. No. Okay. So this is a 4.9%. ABV that, beer. That's sessionable. That is sessionable. And it has 27.5 IBUs. Again, nice. very sessionable. Yes. It's formerly the Pamola Extra Pale. It was Baxter's first production release in January 2011, but it's still very near and dear to their hearts. And this was made before session ales were even a common category. It blurs the line between a pale, a cream, and its distinct dry lingering finish, a German lager. Given way too long to mature, Mother Nature has transformed this into something truly special, extremely dry, smooth, and crisp that both seasoned craft drinkers and folks new to the category can appreciate and enjoy. So they've said that about their two beers so far, that they spend a lot lot of time in the tank. So that tells me they have a very long fermentation cycle. You know, they're not pushing beers in and out really fast. Right. Yeah. But is part of that due to weather climate up there? I mean, yes, I know you you regulate your temperature, but I'm wondering if they're... It could be. I don't know that that would hold true for the whole year, but okay. um, yeah, I'm sure that's something to do with it. But I, I I think maybe it's maybe it's about their capacity or something. I don't know. Just how they choose and what they've had success with. Yeah, to let know? them linger. But I mean, the first beer we enjoyed and that lingers a bit and... This beer lingers a bit. So it's almost like they use lager type, e type of, yeah. techniques for, for everything, maybe. Yeah. 
or the methodology. Sure, which is kind of interesting. It is cool. And maybe that helps with the crispness yeah. of these beers too, right? Well, you know, like right. the, yep. the gripe about so many small breweries, their beers, is that they tend to come out a little green sometimes. Like they yeah. they rush them out. Sure. So this is it's nice to try beers from someone who doesn't do that. And maybe that just says about globally how Maine is. Maine's a very patient state, and there are some patient brewers that like to let things really settle out. So you're saying they smoke a lot of weed up there or something? No comment. That's I don't so know. <laughs> so you're, I don't know. You're not, not saying that. But I'm just saying that they're very patient people. Anyways, yeah. um, so, you know, at first I didn't th- realize that this was a session because this has got a lot of nice flavor to it. It does. It does. But it's, it's still smooth. You yeah. Know? Very smooth. And I think yes. the, the, cold, the cold aging has done that. Um, and, you know, for me, it is a perfect bridge beer, you know, for those, uh, you know, troublesome relatives who always want their, you know, thin – Macro lager. Tasteless suds in an ice mug. Yeah. And this is a an iced beer of sorts. Not a, not an ice beer, but it's it's cold conditioned. Yeah. And yet it uh I think it would, you know, uh coax a few of our, you know, beer uh our narrow minded beer drinkers and broaden their horizons. Yes, our beer heretics. Yes. Mm, that's a good word for Over it. to the orthodox way. There we go. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Um, but overall, I thought this was really good. Yeah. And weird. we rated this a four. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody knew for a second. <laughs> we'll be back in just a minute. Hey, guys. Welcome back. So we're discussing a few beers from Baxter Brewing Company. And one quick thing I want to say about this is I just, I I picked this up in Massachusetts and it was a variety pack. And I have to say that I think this is a very well thought through variety pack. Because it's got a little bit of everything. Something for everybody. Yeah. I mean, so we discussed a session and we discussed an IPA. And right now we're going to be discussing the per diem all year porter which is a very ester-free porter. And the reason why I say that is, even though it clocks in at 5.5% ABV, it is a dry but balanced, rich but not too heavy, light-bodied porter, which is the first beer brewed by Baxter to feature Belgian yeast. Dun-dun-dun. Yep. Exactly. Although I didn't get a lot of the real, um, you know, deep, Kind of darker fruit, um, Belgian estery essence in this beer. It's but an ester free zone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> ester free zone. An ant ester free zone. Yeah. <laughs> I always, you know, when the weather gets cold, put ester. No, I, that's ethyl. I'm sorry, in my tank. So, <laughs> yes. Oh wow. Puts ethyl in the tank and ester in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, I like the roastiness of this. I thought this was a a, a roasty porter, mm-hmm. um, and a li- and I think it's like the right consistency for a porter because some people get confused and think that porters really need to be thicker than they are on the mouthfeel. Right. I would not call this a robust porter, though. I would no. say it's more of a light, 
Uh, five and a half percent. It's yeah. a pretty just yeah. standard porter. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was a little too roasty for me. Like it, it gets to, it goes roasty all the way to the point of tasting a little bit ashy mm. to me. Mm. Yeah. I think it's because it is very light and there's not much of a really big malt base. And so it's just, you're painting on a very clean, light, you know, uh, uh, tablet, yeah. you yeah. know, in terms of the, the, the layer, the layers of, of color and it's flavor. It's easy to go outside there. the lines. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Well, I'm, I'm enjoying these lines and even well, though there fine. is a little gray area, um, right. as a girl that really appreciates and enjoys darker style beers. Well, you do like your marshmallows burnt to a crisp too. So I do. So, you know, and I like my whiskey very smoky and, and dank. So I've seen her eat a cigarette that was burning. <laughs> Ooh. <once. laughs> well, it was just dripping in Isla whiskey, but oh, anyways. Yeah. Um, so what did we rate this beer? Uh, I don't know. You wrote it down. I think we gave it a three. Reverend we Mark did. knows. He's trying to get me to say it, but I'm not going to say it. Reverend Mark mm. for the win. Okay. And then last but not least, the Tarnation Main Lager. What in Tarnation are you talking about? Exactly. Mm. And this has got a neat little story with it. So this one is 5.3%, and it is brewed in a style that is truly unique to American brewing. And is one of the largest scale loggers produced in New England. Biella Sam Adams. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Tarnation is dry and balanced beyond belief. True. Um, it's very malt forward. True. Very drinkable. True. Rich and complex, true. but appropriate and true to style. True. As I have, as I say that. But what style? Exactly. So this is not your dad's canned beer, and thank God for that. Because my dad would beat me if I took his canned beer. Yeah, my yeah. Yeah, you don't take your dad's canned beer. That's how you get a whooping. Exactly. Yeah, and that was Gibbons back in the day. Uh, That's a whole different story for another time. Anyways, um. This is interesting because it ferments with an authentic San Francisco lager yeast. Now, that's a very interesting Mm -hmm. clue. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is clue for those of you that know your craft beer. So, a Maine-style lager, Maine, which is on the eastern side of the (laughs) country, uses a San Francisco yeast, which is on the western side of the country. You know, that's... There's a common thread that runs through California. Oh. Oh. <laughs> wow, that was fancy. Okay. So No, you didn't, girlfriend. Oh, he he just did. Um, so this lager, which ferments with an authentic San Francisco lager yeast, requires several weeks of cold conditioning or lagering, if you will. Hmm. But they think it's worth the wait. And I'm, clearly, we've established that in Maine, a lot of things are worth. They're the just wait. waiting around. They are. That's just all they yeah. do. At home at the dinner table or in the day pack, Tarnation is arguably the most versatile beer in the Baxter portfolio. So, California Common. That's what we're getting at, ladies yep. and gents. In case mm-hmm. you were wondering, we're not calling this a steam beer. Okay, you oh, cannot no. call no. this a steam beer. Trademark pending. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. 
But this beer is special. It is. Yeah. I, I think. I think it's the quintessential West Coast cow common that we are enjoying tonight. Yeah. Yeah, true. And I've enjoyed all these Baxter beers, but this one is the one to finish with. So you were saying, you were telling me earlier, uh, so the California common, is, it's like a hybrid lager though, right? Because. Yeah. I mean, you can actually ferment it at a lagering at a, you know, 50 degree temperature if you like. But uh, typically, I think historically they were, it was, it was like low ambient. So, you know, like low 60s. Uh, 60 degree Fahrenheit. Because they were brewing it in places where they didn't have really great refrigeration. So you couldn't always knock it down to 45. Right. You know. But you're, you were in San Francisco, which is nonetheless cold a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. So I could see why people from Maine would, you know, draw similarities to that. But again, this is another beer style that. Is that latitude or longitude? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's quite oh, even though because you know Maine's all the way up there near Nova Scotia. But oh, Scotia. Anyways, right. California Common to me is another one of those beer styles that doesn't get enough love and attention because again, if it's done well, it is an extraordinary beer in its own, and this is something that can be had year round. It's very easy, very quaffable. In the words mm-hmm. of Reverend Mark. Waffable. Yeah, but I mean, so many so many people can appreciate this beer style. You know, those that don't like something too sweet, it's perfect. Those mm. that don't like something too hoppy, perfect. You know, you, you got just a, a nice, good beer. Just it is. Good, it know? is. It is. Um, and, you know, and also, isn't this beer from the brewery that kind of started the whole craft beer movement back in the day? Yeah, you know, with uh, uh, Fritz Maytag and uh, the Anchor Brewing Company certainly yeah. um, resurrected it, you know, after, uh, pro- you know, the, the repeal of Prohibition in terms of really getting, you know, some classic styles going. And, you know, arguably the California Common is the the original uh, American beer style. It's the beer that won the West. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but it's And also- now it's won the East. Yeah, it has. So, what did we rate this beer? Well, I think we had to just go ahead and give this beer a Suds rating of five. Of five. So, A, for a brewery that started in 2011, I think they've done a fine job. Keep it up. Keep it up. Yep, and a good variety pack here. Kudos. Well... We hope you enjoyed this episode and you can catch more episodes online, including our regular weekly show. Thank you, Dave, for being here today. Hey, thanks, everybody. Check me out on Instagram for my 60-second beer reviews at good old boy Dave. Good old boy Reverend Mark, thank you so much for being with us. It's always a joy, boys and girls. This is good old gal Juliana. Keep on chuggling and see you next time. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.